We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out. The 400K Baller is here for week four. $10 entry, $50,000 to first place. And as always, they've got their Yahoo Cup. It's a free roll each and every week for you. And if you get the perfect lineup, you can win $1 million. Only over at Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com, getting you ready for week four of the NFL season here in Daily Fantasy Sports. I am your host, Chris Beermakers Fan Prince, joined as always by my fellow OGs, about 30 years of experience at least here in DFS between the three of us. Let's start with Chop this week. Chop, how we doing, brother? How was week three? Week three was just tread some water, man, just break even. So uh, can't complain. You know, I was a little, little upset that, uh, I mean, looking back on it, I thought I had some really good picks, man, but I was just like sub submarined by like two guys. Elliot was very at, below average for the price tag. And, and I fell for the Chris Carson trap. My goodness, man, if it wasn't for that one, I would have really – I could have could have done some damage this week, but they, they sunk my team, so you got to deal with it and move on. Yeah, Elliot, the yards were there, the touchdowns just weren't there, and Pollard comes in and, and tears it up, and uh, yeah, I'm with you on Carson. I was a, a sucker there as well, so I had a decent week, hit on Kyle Allen and a lot of Carolina in that game against Arizona. I think that's got to be a target for us each and every week. Uh, Mike Evans was another big one, but definitely some, some duds and some landmines along the way that prevented a, an even bigger week, so uh, let's bring our, our other OG here, Notorious. How was your week three, buddy? Yeah, right there with you guys. I played uh, Zeke over C-Mac and then uh, fell for the Carson trap as well. But luckily, I had Mike Evans and Keenan Allen in my main lineup. So uh, even though the rest of my squad was terrible, I uh, ended up with a pretty good week. And this is the first year I haven't built my own projections, and this is the best start I've ever had. So uh, to anyone out there, don't do your own projections. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> no i mean that's a lot of work the, the projection game so I, i've done them some years i've sat in the sidelines some years but uh, yeah that can be a beast so good thing i mean keep keep it rolling and that's that's the goal here keep it rolling here going into week four we as always will cover the main slate uh talking pricing mainly on DraftKings, but we'll notice any outliers on FanDuel 
and Yahoo, our first look at things. We record on Tuesday, so thoughts can change. Uh, all three of us are on various shows and different things throughout the week. So, But our initial look at things, I, I think that can sometimes be your best look at things, just your gut judgment. So we're going to go through the 12th games we have on the main slate. We have two teams on by this week, the Jets and the 49ers. If you're looking for Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, as we always say, lots of great coverage for you over at Roto-Grinders. All right, guys, let's dive into the games here. Get rolling here in week four. Looks like a fun slate. We'll start with Tennessee going to Atlanta here. So an interesting game, a game I don't think a lot of people have circled here, but I, I like the Falcon side of this going home. So, Derek, let's start with you. Where do you come out in this Titans-Falcons game? Yeah, for the Titans, there's not a lot to love right now. Mariota just looks so bad. Um, it's hard to trust any of his receivers. You know, he missed Walker wide open for a couple touchdowns against the Jags last week. Missed a couple of his other receivers as well. Uh, we finally saw Humphreys get involved, but most of that was, you know, late in the game where it didn't really matter. And then Derrick Henry, we don't want to play him in a game where they're four-point underdogs on the road. So really tough for me to like anyone from Tennessee on the other side. Yeah, I like the Falcons quite a bit. Um, they're playing at home. Uh, Edo Smith suffered a concussion, so if he ends up being out, we could see a big role for Freeman. Uh, he ended up playing 90% of the snaps in week three, racked up 95 yards. I know he's been, you know, not very productive so far this season, but home favorite at a price of 5K. Uh, it's definitely interesting if Smith ends up being out. And then, obviously, you can continue to play Julio. He's still under 8K on DraftKings. Uh, he scored a touchdown in seven straight games, topped 100 yards in back-to-back games. Uh, Hooper finally paid off last week getting in the end zone a couple times. Ridley's always viable in tournaments. So, yeah, I'm with you. I like the Falcons and probably not going to be able to run it back with many players from the Titans. Yeah, I mean, the problem is usually Atlanta's been let's let's target them with pass-catching running backs. We, we know Derrick Henry basically is zero in that department. And does Deion Lewis get enough run here? I mean, if they're getting blown out, sure. But I don't know that I want to put my DFS dollars on Deion Lewis. I do like Calvin Ridley to bounce back. We saw Julio have a big game. Uh, we saw Hooper score two touchdowns. Uh, Ridley, nothing. I mean, one catch for six yards. Uh, I think he could be a buy low uh, this week for you against Tennessee. Chop, your thoughts here, Titans and Falcons. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Derek on this one as far as Tennessee. It's tough to trust anybody in that offense with Mariota out there at quarterback. He just doesn't look good. thought this offensive line was a strength, and they've been kind of overrated here this year. So uh, don't like Tennessee very much. On the Atlanta side, I think you could always – it just doesn't seem like a sexy game the way Tennessee plays. So, I temper my expectations on these guys. I think Devontae Freeman could fall into the end zone a couple times here. So, he's definitely uh, due to, re- to regress a little bit for some touchdowns. I mean, I, I know he's he's better than what he's shown. So, and then uh, they're at home. So, I would typically in this spot – stay away from Julio more than uh, I would the other guys. I, I, I'd lean towards like a Ridley or a Hooper at home. Julio's a better road guy for me, so it's just my personal preference there. So I, I don't. I like your Ridley call. I, I like uh, Calvin in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, good bounce back spot. Both these teams have been pretty good against the pass this season, but Atlanta at home, I think they'll score some points. So let's take a look at the line here, if I could find it. Falcons minus four. Total sitting at 45 and a half. Chop, do you like either of those? Yeah, I got to go Falcons here. This is a must win for them. They got to win this game. Yeah, it feels a little low. I mean, you give the home team three points. So you're telling me Atlanta's only one point better than Tennessee. I think it's more should be about minus six. So I agree. I will go the Falcons total. I don't know that we get a shootout in this one. Again, both defenses 
uh, been okay here. So minus four for me in Atlanta as well. Derek, any thoughts on either of those? Yeah, four, four just doesn't feel right. It seems like it should be six or seven. Um, you know, but Keanu Neal is going to miss the rest of the season for the Falcons. That could be a hit to their defense. So uh, maybe this is a field goal game. I guess I'll take the four with the Titans. All right, let's move on to game two. Cleveland going to Baltimore here. Two teams coming off a loss. Cleveland, a tough loss at home to the Rams in that primetime game. Uh, Baltimore came close, had opportunities to win that game in Kansas City, uh, but came up short. So coming back home here, I love this spot for Baltimore. There's been a lot of line movement on this game. Uh, opened up four and a half, five. We're at seven, seven and a half even in some spots. So I think it's a good spot for Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown. Shop, what do you think? Uh, interested there in the passing game, or do we go with Mark Ingram, who had the big game? Uh, your thoughts here on Ravens, passing game, running game, or maybe both here at home against Cleveland? It feels like uh, feels like it's a do-whatever-they-want game to me. I mean, especially if we get if we get later in the week and we see that Cleveland's secondary is out again. Practically the whole secondary was out on uh, Sunday night, so – uh, I think they could do whatever they want in this game if that secondary is missing. Cleveland is, you know, it, it like it's on them to keep pace here. That's what we. That's all we need is them to keep pace. And the problem with them is we've seen that their offensive line is atrocious. They can't get things going even at home against a lesser defense. It's hard to trust them on the road against a, a tough team like Baltimore. So I have my doubts, and that's you know, look at the less than twenty team total for Cleveland tells you all you need to know what Vegas thinks about it. They're they're in shambles on offense right now. They've got to get some uh, some better play calling, some better offensive line play, or uh, there's not going to be a need for Lamar to really air it out too much in this game. So I'm on the Baltimore train. They're going to do what they want to do, but I I don't I don't know if that they'll be needing to pass for four quarters here. So maybe you do. Maybe you do get on Ingram. I know he scored a lot of touchdowns and his whole production is buoyed on touchdowns, but like this, that's what the offense is, man. You know, they can get up and down the field with Lamar Jackson. So he's going to have a ton of opportunities all year long. So uh, I might may go back to Mark Ingram here. Yeah. I mean, part of it is you don't, you don't want to chase the points and it feels like that somewhat here, but it's also a Cleveland run D that's not been very good. 20th in DVOA against the run so far this season. So I'm having a hard time coming up with anything from Cleveland that I like. You mentioned a team total. Uh, Baker has just not looked sharp. Uh, Odell will be the, the focus of that defense. Chubb against this Ravens front, no thank you. And I'm a big Nick Chubb guy. So I think if anything, it's Lamar, it's Hollywood, uh, and Ingram. Definitely intriguing here. So, Derek, your thoughts. Uh, is it the passing game, the running game for Baltimore? And are you more optimistic on, on Cleveland than Chopp and I seem to be? No, I'm not uh, on Cleveland. You know, I've played a lot of Madden in my days, but I don't pretend to know how to run an NFL offense. Uh, and all the smart people on Twitter, all the guys with check marks next to their name, just railing on Freddie Kitchens for his offense. Until that changes, it doesn't sound like he's going to be handing over his or play calling duties anytime soon. Until that changes, I don't think we can trust anyone. For the Browns in a road spot against Baltimore, a really tough spot for the passing game and the running game. Um, I will say that uh, Chubb played 100% of the snaps, so you know, maybe he's going to get a little bit more passing work than we expected from him, but still a tough sell there. And then, yeah, with the Ravens, they're going to be able to do whatever they want. You know, Lamar, 37, 34, and 21 fantasy points over the first three games, and he might be the only game-proof quarterback in the NFL because he's going to you know, run and pass when they're down, and he's going to be running quite a bit when they're playing from ahead. So I still like Jackson you know, as a cash game quarterback. 
think you can pair him up with Marquise Brown. Uh, he was quiet last week against Kansas City, but he saw nine targets and 45% of the air yard share. So plenty of upside there. Uh, as Chop mentioned, uh, Cleveland's secondary is banged up. So if Denzel Ward's out again, definitely like Brown. Um, Ingram, I'll use my third and wrong on him. I didn't think he was a very good play last week. Obviously, I was wrong. Uh, but I don't want to chase those points. I don't want to be wrong on it two weeks in a row. So I'll probably let other people play him uh, and play Lamar and Marquise Brown in this one. All right, like I mentioned, we've got a seven-point spread right now for Baltimore. It's It's been bet up. I tend to lean towards that seven. If it goes any higher than that, uh, I'd probably lay off. But if you can get it at seven now, that's where I'm at. we got the total sitting at 46. Derek, you like either of those? Yeah, give me the Ravens, even if it gets above seven. I just think they come out and uh, smash the Browns. And don't mind taking the over just because I'd love the Ravens' uh, offense in this one. All right, Chop, any thoughts here? Minus seven or 46 on the total? I'm going to lean towards the over here just because I think Baltimore can can score a ton of points. And if somehow Cleveland can figure some things out this week, then uh, maybe they can kind of hang a little bit close there. So I'll take the over. All right, moving on. We got a little showdown here for first place. Two undefeated teams in the AFC East. We know one of them is New England. Shockingly, the other one, the Buffalo Bills, who held on to beat Cincinnati and trying to come back in that game. Uh, but Buffalo hangs on to win that one. Now a home tilt here with New England. Obviously, the Patriots favored in this game. Chop, can Buffalo go to 4-0 here, or does New England just continue to roll? Uh, Definitely Buffalo can go to 4-0, sure. I mean, they've been a – I think they're a good team. Not Not just like what we see on the surface on their offense, but I think underneath their defense is really underrated too. So, at home – yeah, I think they've got a chance to move to 4-0. As far as fantasy appeal in this game, boy, that's that's going to be hard to come by for me. Uh, I just uh, – I'm looking at Buffalo against New England. That New England defense is pretty darn good. The only thing that would even vaguely tempt me is maybe you, you luck box into Josh Allen running for a couple of touchdowns, and I don't want to have to do that. So I can't take Buffalo against New England. And on the flip side, I think Buffalo at home, good defense – New England is uh, – I mean, we got to wait and see what happens here with their injuries. At, like, if they're rolling out a receiving core of uh, Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Oslowski, or whoever that kid was, Ryan Izzo at tight end, like, if that's their wideouts, then they could be in trouble too. So, I imagine Josh, Josh Gordon's going to be in there. We don't know about Edelman. So, regardless, I think it would be tough for me to pull the trigger on too many plays in this game I definitely don't want the running back situation with New England it just goes all over the place so this may be a hard a hard fade for me right here yeah it's kind of been a theme for us here with, with New England there's just so many ways they can beat you and Rex Burkhead was the guy last week that looked good and you mentioned the receivers and the injuries James White gonna be back this week so does that even know what Burkhead does and Michelle has not looked good so we want to be on New England. The problem is, is finding who it's going to be. So I agree on, on Josh Allen being intriguing here, especially if they're playing from behind. Uh, he's got to be aggressive. But uh, this game's hard for me to pinpoint guys that, that are must plays or, or core plays for me. Derek, anything stand out for you here? Are you kind of with us on this one? Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely want to monitor Julian Edelman throughout the week. Uh, as you guys mentioned, Josh Gordon would probably be, you know, a really solid play if uh, Edelman ends up being out. But hard to trust any of the running backs. Um, James White's going to be back. So Rex Burkhead probably not going to have as big of a role. 
Uh, one of the more underrated injuries, James Devlin hit the IR. Uh, so that could mean less work for Sonny Michelle. Uh, most of his carries have come with Devlin on the field. So, you know, maybe they aired out a little bit more. But that's just something to monitor moving forward, not really to use this week. And then, yeah, with Buffalo, they're going to need a big game from Josh Allen. He's going to need to limit turnovers um, if they want to have a chance to win this game. So you can maybe play him uh, as, you know, sort of naked Allen. I don't really want to play John Brown with him because – you know, Belichick likes to take away the number one option in the opponent's offense, and I don't think that's uh, going to be Frank Gore, or at least I don't think he'd use him as uh, that being Frank Gore. So, yeah, not a lot to like in this one. Oh, a little shout out to Chop here. Brought up Dawson Knox last week. And, hey, uh, hello. Uh, hopefully, you got him in. They even gave the dude an end around. I'm like, oh, how many times do you give a tight end an end around? Oh, like, I did no such thing. It, it's, it's, you know. Oh, you, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> You got real excited about Dawson Knox. So uh, the dude's athletic, the only 2,900 on DraftKings. So if you need a salary saver, I don't hate that. But uh, the total kind of reflects our viewpoint of this game, 42 and a half. Pretty low number there. So that's that. The line is at seven. Uh, Chop, any thoughts on either of those? Oh, yeah. I, I've got to take the home team, who's a pretty good team. This this big of an I – know, I know New England's a good team, but uh, – and I know it's a different season. And I don't but last year against Buffalo, Brady with like a, a sub-60% completion percentage and only one touchdown in both those games. The year before that, a similar defense. He only threw two touchdowns in two games. So I think this defense has his number. I like Buffalo as the home underdog here. Agreed. I, I love taking the seven points. It, it, this is their Super Bowl. I mean, that place is going to be supercharged, ready to go. Them fans are crazy. It, that's a tough environment. I, I fully expect two hats, Mike, to be out there pre-game and in the in the parking lot out there, man. And I want to see him be thrown through a table because that's what they do there, off the top of like a van or something with six tables stacked up. So let's make that baby happen. I want to see the video. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I'm with Buffalo there. I, I think they can hang, potentially win this game. So. Derek, clean sweep on Buffalo, or are you taking the Pats in the seven? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Let's take the points. Let's uh, root for the underdog in this one. I believe the Patriots' three opponents are 0-9 so far this season. Steelers, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, I might be wrong, but uh, I don't think they've picked up a win yet. So, yeah, give me uh, the Bills. All right, moving on. Big, big total here, boys. Kansas City going to Detroit. Total sitting right in mid-50s now. So, some points expected here at Detroit. Has not lost this season. Obviously have that tie. Nice win in Philadelphia. Kansas City continues to roll here. Derek, do they just continue to roll into Detroit and get things done? We know Detroit wants to slow things down. Uh, very encouraged by Carrion Johnson's usage last game. The numbers weren't necessarily there, but uh, who wins out here? Do they slow it down or the Chiefs machine just keep on rolling? Yeah, I think they'll want to slow it down, but they're going to get down early and then have no choice but to air it out. So uh, I think the Chiefs offense continues to roll. Uh, Mahomes has averaged 400 yards a game. He's already got 10 touchdowns on the season. Uh, we know the running backs there are banged up a little bit. McCoy is kind of expecting to play. Williams is listed as questionable. Uh, we saw Darrell Williams end up getting more snaps than McCoy. So don't really want to target any of those running backs, but you can pair up uh, Mahomes with any of his receivers. Uh, Watkins continues to get the most targets, the most air yards. Um, he's had two mediocre games. So, you know, maybe we go back to him in this spot. And then you can pair up, uh, you know, Robinson and Hardman in tournaments with Mahomes. And obviously, Kelsey's going to be a top play at tight end every single week. So, absolutely love the Chiefs offense. Going to be stacking them up a number of different ways. And then for the Lions, if they do get down, I think it's an interesting spot for the receivers. Uh, you know, we know the 
Chiefs secondary is pretty beatable. Uh, Galladay has a 27% target share on the season, 35% air yard share. Saw Marvin Jones kind of get going last week. Hawkinson's been quiet since his uh, big week one. He's only 3,300. So there's a lot to like in this game. I'm not sure what to do with uh, on Johnson. You mentioned he did get more of the work with C.J. Anderson out. Saw 75% of the snaps. I think he saw 80% of the running back touches. So definitely a lot to like uh, on both sides of this one. Yeah, I like carry on here. I mean, 5,400 is the cheapest price we've had on him on DraftKings. The, the Chiefs have allowed the ninth most fantasy points, but yards per carry, 6.2 yards per carry allowed by the Chiefs defense so far. So the the worry is if Detroit gets down, like you mentioned, you know, it's carry on that pass catching guy. Uh, seems like they want to use him in a three down roll. So uh, he's one of my favorite plays on the week at 5,400. Chop, your thoughts here on the Chiefs? A lot of ways you can go there. Uh, and then the Lions, can they hang in this game and any interest on that side of the ball? Yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm with the Kelsey bandwagon this week. I think he's the best tight end out there. I think that Detroit has the weapons to kind of control Sammy Watkins if they're, if they're going to put Darius Slay, who pretty much follows guys anywhere these days, and he's not a bad – he's a pretty decent cornerback. So I think they can shut down Watkins, and then you'll, you'll turn to Hardman, Robinson, and Kelsey – I definitely want Kelsey's volume over those other two guys who are, I think, big play de- dependent. So give me all the Kelsey in this game. I'll pass on the running backs. Seems like a mess out there right now. I'm with you on carry on Johnson. Love that side of it. And I think this is a big, big bounce back game for Kenny Galladay, who really disappointed in a good matchup last week, but I think he's going to get off this week. I like this Detroit offense altogether. I think I can at these price tags. I can I can play any of these guys and feel pretty decent about even 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 all the way down to T.J. Hawkinson. So I like I like the Detroit offense. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, we're excited about Kansas City. You're going to stack them up. You got a lot of different ways you can run back Detroit uh, in that stack. So let's take a look at the spread. Kansas City minus six fifty three and a half is that total chop. So either of those uh, strong leans for you. Yeah, I've got, again, with the home underdog by this many points, and it's a, it's, a decent home, it's a decent home team. It's not like we're taking the Dolphins here. Like, a home underdog of this many points, I've got to go with the home team. Oh, we're going to get to the Dolphins. So don't you worry about that <laughs> coming up here soon with them points. But uh, I lean Detroit as well. Uh, not as strong of a lean uh, as I had earlier with Buffalo, but I like taking the points here. I think they can keep it close. I'm guessing Derek's all aboard Kansas City here, minus six. I see this as a good parlay opportunity. If you like the Lions with the points, you kind of expect them to run the ball a little bit, you know, kind of milk the clock. Uh, they want to play slow. So maybe you parlay the Lions points with the under, or if you think the Chiefs are going to run away, run away with it, then you take the over. Uh, I'm leaning toward the latter Chiefs and the over. All right, next game for us, Carolina and their new quarterback, Kyle Allen, traveling to Houston, who it worked out C.J. Anderson today. So not quite sure what's going on in that backfield. Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde. so. Uh, something to parse through there, but uh, interesting game here. You know, two offenses that uh, can really put points on the board. Allen looks solid. That was at Arizona. I think everybody's going to look solid there. A uh, price came up from that 4K to 5,200. So interest level there for you, Derek. Uh, in Kyle Allen, the Carolina weapons, and in Houston, it's a decent spot here for DeAndre Hopkins to kind of get going. You know, Stills last week, uh, the, t- the tight end got two touchdowns. So home spot. Not the easiest matchup with a Bradbury, but I like DeAndre Hopkins to get things going here at home. 
Yeah, he might have had the worst uh, four weeks of opening cornerback matchups. He had Lattimore week one, Ramsey week two, Casey Hayward last week. Uh, now he gets Bradbury. But, um, yeah, I think he gets going in this one. Uh, we know he's going to get the targets. I also think Will Fuller's still interesting. It's only a matter of time before he kind of breaks out. Still has 20-plus percent of the target share and the air yard share. Uh, I'm not really buying the Kenny Stills. I know he had the big game. And, you know, their tight ends caught all three of uh, Watson's touchdowns last week. I'm not buying that either. So, Give me some Fuller. Give me some Hopkins. I'm okay pairing him up with Watson. Uh, dual threat quarterback, 6,400 against a you know, pretty decent matchup against Carolina at home. So I like the passing game for Houston. And then uh, on the other side of the ball, look, Kyle Allen looked great. I definitely think he's an upgrade to the injured Cam Newton. Um, but I don't want to pay 5,200 for him on the road against a team that can get some pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, everyone against Arizona is going to have inflated numbers. So not really buying that until he faces a tougher defense. Still like Harrison McCaffrey, you know, he's going to have a high floor, high ceiling every single week. And then uh, with Allen under center, you know, DJ Moore was largely ignored last week. Uh, Samuel saw 28% of the targets, 25% of the air yards, and uh, Olsen, you know, had a big role as well. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. I'll probably play Samuel over more. Got more work last week, and he's $1,000 cheaper this week. Yeah, my issue with also every tight end that's played Arizona has looked like the next Rob yeah. Gronkowski. So that's definitely a matchup you're, you're going to want to circle anytime Arizona's on the schedule. So I agree with you. I was high on this team last week, but this is a much tougher spot. Uh, Houston's deep much better than Arizona's. So I'm not too excited about anybody on the Carolina side of things. McCaffrey, obviously, each and every week. But before we go to chop, you guys seen the tweet with the with the kid who's warming up his arm and Cam Newton and <laughs> so good and that's Kyle Allen as a kid. I mean that that was classic. Whoever came up with that, kudos to them. That, it seems like something you should have come up with, chop. Sleeping at the wheel there. I I mean I remember that commercial back in the day. <laughs> That was like, a while ago. Kyle Allen literally could have been a kid at that time. Yeah, it was, it was it was a while ago. But I remember that commercial. That's that's what made it so so damn good when the guy brought it back up here in 2019. That's what made it. But uh, I'm befuddled by Kyle Allen, man. Like, I, <laughs> this guy, man, I watched him transfer to the Houston and lose his job after two games because he was so bad as a quarterback. I don't know. I don't know where, you know. And then now he comes in the NFL and – two games into his career, you know, late last year. And then, and then this game now, he looks, he looks like a world beater. So I don't know what to think of him, but I will disagree with you guys. I think that this Houston secondary is definitely the weakness of that defense can definitely be had. I love these pass catchers for Carolina in this game. I mean, the wide receivers, not, not so much Greg Olson, but DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I love one of those guys to get off in this game. I think, uh, I think he's going to have to drop back and wing it quite a bit. And Houston's like one late last second, last play field goal in New Orleans away from being 3-0. This is a really good offense right here. He's got uh, – Deshaun Watson's got him humming, so I think they'll put up points. Kyle Allen will be winging it to the, his wide receivers and checking down to McCaffrey, and I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game in general, so – like I like that side for Carolina, for Houston. I'm with you, man. Hopkins, I think this is the breakout for Hopkins here. Uh, I know Bradbury's a solid cornerback, but, I, you know, I definitely wouldn't put him in the category of some of the cornerbacks uh, Hopkins has already faced. So I think Hopkins breaks out this game. Deshaun, another big game. Got to avoid the backfield. I don't know what's going to happen there. It's def- it doesn't seem like they're turning the keys over to Duke Johnson anytime soon. So... 
Yeah, I think you go Hopkins, Watson, and I think I, you may you maybe even pull a a two a two wide receiver stack here for Watson and go Hopkins and Fuller. I just think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I'm guessing you're taking the over then. In total, sitting at 46, uh, juice on that over spreads at minus four for Houston. So overs my my lean for you here, Chuck. Yeah, I would think so. I, I this feels more like it should be to me about 50. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking the over here. I am with you. I think there'll be points scored in this game. Uh, it's it's a lot of different ways that you can stack it, which is good and bad. Sometimes you want the more narrow distribution, but uh, sometimes you want some options. So warming up to this game a little bit. So Derek, your thoughts here, minus four or a 46-point total? Yeah, not a lot of disagreement from us today, but uh, I'll take the over as well. Uh, Texans defense hasn't been nearly as good as we thought they would be, and uh, we know their offense is going to put up points. Oh, we're going to get to some some disagreements here. Don't you worry. So let's go to the next game. Oakland traveling to Indy here. Oakland just, just been a mess. Outside of Darren Waller, who's been very productive. Uh, another good matchup for him here. You know, Hooper was a guy uh, we liked last week, scored two touchdowns. He gets that matchup here this week. The Colts think the big story is T.Y. Hilton. Is he going to play or not? If not, I like me some Paris Campbell to, to kind of fill that bill. But let me turn it over to you guys here, Chop. Your thoughts, Raiders traveling to Indy to take on the Colts. Well, the Raiders are almost at a point where it's just look. you look at Darren Waller, see if he has a halfway decent matchup, and he's the one guy on the Raiders you can play because I just don't feel good about really any of the other guys on there. Uh, Jacobs is okay. Don't like this matchup at all. Tyrell Williams, I mean – he got him a garbage time touchdown last week. And by garbage time, I mean like what the last drive of the game of a blowout. So that could always happen for you. But otherwise, this is just not an exciting offense outside of Waller. So that's the Oakland side of it. For Indianapolis, I guess everything is going to depend on T.Y. Hilton. Right now, I'm leaning towards uh, just I might be pu- pushing that. I got I to gotta wait for the injury report. But I might be pushing that all-in button on Marlon Mack. I really like me some Marlon Mack this week if uh, that ankle seems to not be a hindrance at all. Like last week, came down to the very wire with inactives to see what was going to happen. So if he can shake that thing, I really like Marlon Mack. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, we saw Dalvin Cook do pretty much whatever he wanted uh, last week against this team. So uh, Mack... Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Definitely intriguing on that side of the ball. Derek, seems like you agree with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Colts, one of the best offensive lines uh, in the NFL. Uh, Mac has had 25, 23, and 19 touches over the first three games. Should have 20-plus in this one. You can pair him up with the Colts' defense if you want. And uh, like you mentioned, Davin Cook went off against the Raiders last week, and uh, Madison went off, too. Uh, over, combined that over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. So definitely like the spot for Mac. Hilton just got to wait and see if he plays. He continues to score touchdowns, and he's got a beatable secondary against uh, the Raiders. So I think you can play him in tournaments, but I think Mack with the Colts defense is what I'm looking at here. And then for the Raiders, yeah, it's just Darren Waller. Uh, 30% target share on the season. That's the highest among all tight ends. He's yet to score a touchdown, and yet he's the third most uh, productive 
PPR tight end on the season. We know the Colts like to play two deep safeties. They like to funnel targets over the middle of the field. So, uh, although Darren Waller in this one again. Yeah, I mean, the price jumped up on him, 4,100 to 5,200 on DraftKings, but uh, still a viable option. I'm going to add Jacoby Brissett here. He's been solid uh, at home against the Raiders. Uh, I think it could be a smash spot for all these Colts. So one of those teams, uh, get some exposure to with the running game. Don't forget about Brissett, only 5,400 on DraftKings. All right, let's take a look at the line here. we got Colts minus seven, total at 44.5. Derek, you like either of those? Yeah, give me the Colts in this one. I think the Raiders have already given up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. There's juice on Oakland at plus seven, but uh, this feels like one Indy should win by two touchdowns uh, pretty handily. Uh, I just don't see Oakland being competitive here. So I, I will go with the Colts as well. Chop, minus seven, 44 and a half. I'm going to check and see how much money I got left over from that Millie Maker, <laughs> and I'm going to put it all on the under on this game. The under, there you go. Nice. <laughs> All of it. How much is left, by the way? Done any, not, any big not very spending? Much. Not very much. <laughs> no, once, once the wife gets a hold of that, man, that, that's a wrap. You're going to have new new shades and carpet, all kinds of good stuff. So, all right, let's move on. We talked about Miami. Well, we are here. Chargers going into Miami. Big favorites, as expected. 16 and a half is where the line sits right now in that game, Derek. I like Miami in the points. As far as fantasy, it's hard to get excited about anyone on Miami. Uh, on, the, on the Chargers side of things, a lot of ways you can go. Keaton Allen's been awesome. I think that could continue here. So break down the game. But I think Miami stays competitive in this one. Yeah, kind of interesting. The Chargers always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. So I can definitely see the Dolphins uh, covering this big spread here. But I, I know they don't want to win, but they could at least keep it competitive for a few quarters. Uh, the only guy on Miami that I really want to play here uh, is going to be Preston Williams. Look, 29% of the targets with Rosen under center last week. We know uh, Devontae Parker, he's getting a lot of air yards, but he's probably going to get shadowed by Casey Hayward, who's played very well so far in the first three games. So Preston Williams, 3,900. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, but I'm guessing he's going to be one of the more popular value receivers of the week. And then for the Chargers, yeah, it's just pick your poison. Uh, any, any way they want to score, they can. You can play Rivers. You can play Keenan Allen. Uh, I will note that Xavier Howard is probably the only good player left on this defense. Uh, not sure he's going to follow Allen into the slot, but uh, definitely keep an eye on that moving or throughout the week. If he does shadow Allen, you can maybe look at Mike Williams. But even if he does, you can still play Keenan Allen. We saw Mark Cooper have a big game against him last week. Uh, and then Austin Eckler, you can play him. His price continues to come up, but he continues to be productive. Uh, and then if the game turns into a blob, you know, maybe Justin Jackson comes in and, and gets a touchdown or two. But don't really feel great about the Chargers. I want exposure to them. I just don't know where to go, really. Yeah, so Justin Jackson is going to be a question. I mean, if you, if you played Tony Pollard last week, it worked out. So is it getting too cute with Justin Jackson, who's looked great? I mean, the, the yards per carry has been through the roof. Uh, just hasn't gotten the touchdown. So you mentioned him, 4,100, a play or not a play, or undecided? For me, the opportunity cost of running backs is too high, so I, I won't play him. But uh, point per dollar, I think he's fine. All right, and then the Preston – how the hell is Preston Williams cheaper than Albert Wilson, yeah. who hasn't even played in two weeks? He's cheaper than Devontae Parker. So, love the player. I just don't know how much upside's there. But I do think they stay competitive. He's going to have to be a part of that. So, uh, 3900 great value there. And I'm with you. Got to kind of keep an eye on the ownership uh, with him. But he'd be about the only one I want to run it back with my Chargers shares. All right, Chop, your thoughts here, Chargers and Dolphins. 
Uh, yeah, the Dolphins actually looked, you know, semi-competitive there for a couple of quarters against the Cowboys. Like, they're going to – I mean, I wouldn't expect them to go in and get completely blown out like they did against the Patriots or the Ravens the first two weeks of the year. I think they're going to settle into being competitive for a couple of quarters. And then – so you never know what might happen. The Chargers, like Derek said, always find a way to screw things up. But – Seems like a really good get-right spot for the Chargers after some uh, rough breaks here recently. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys on on the the Chargers, Eckler, Jackson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all solid plays. On the flip side, uh, yeah, I echo everything you said, man. Preston Williams is the one guy I'd be looking at. I mean, I I want to wait for the good matchup to throw a Devontae Parker in there because, like Derek said. He's getting a lot of downfield targets, and one of these days he's gonna break. He's gonna break the slate, and then he'll disappear for the next, you know, twelve weeks or whatever. That's what he's gonna do. But one of these days, I just don't think this is this matchup is it for him. But I'm I'm got my eye on Devontae Parker. All right, let's take a look at that spread. Sixteen and a half. Again, I'm on Miami. You guys both mentioned it. The Chargers not only seem to shoot themselves in the foot, but they tend to play down at a level of their opponents. You know, get in some ugly dog fights. So. Uh, that could certainly happen here. So 16 and a half is the spread, 44 and a half on that total. Give me the Dolphins. Chop, your thoughts. Whew, man, this is a tough one. I just – I don't know if I can realistically play the Dolphins this year ever, you know, against the spread. But well, – You already uh, spent all your money. I know. So you, You're broke. You're not I, under. I, you know, it's tough, man. I, I don't want to mess with the point spread because it's just – it's the Dolphins. Uh, and then if you twist some arm, I would say the under in this game. Just I, – I go that route, the under. All right, Derek, you leaving me on Miami Island here? <laughs> I mean, for the purposes of the show, yeah, give me Miami plus 16 and a half or whatever, but uh, I'm not putting any of my hard-earned money on them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I'm a sucker when Sunday comes in. <laughs> But I actually have to push the button or not. That'll be the true test. As of now, uh, giving the Dolphins and the points. All right, last early game for us, uh, NFC East battle here. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones uh, broke the slate last week. Now gets a home tilt with Washington, who hasn't been very good uh, defensively. So uh, Saquon Barkley going to be out. So the big stories here, Daniel Jones stepping in 5,300 at quarterback. Wayne Gallman stepping in at running back 4,600. So – Chop, your thoughts on those two guys. Are we going back to the Daniel Jones well? Oh, man. Oof, this is tough because I think that that was just a, a perfect storm there against Tampa Bay for, for, this, for Daniel Jones. Obviously better than Eli, but, man, going this whole game here without Saquon, that's going to be a – that's really going to hurt him, I believe. I think it's going to hurt Daniel Jones in the passing game. So, uh I don't know if I could go. I mean, I will because the price tag's so good. I'll go back there a little bit, but I don't expect, and I just don't expect the same type of uh, success. I think Washington is—they're not good on defense, but they're not. I don't think they're Tampa Bay level bad. I, just my opinion. So, I think Washington can kind of control them a little. That forty-nine seems so high, in my opinion, when I look at the game. The forty-nine, the forty-nine seems a little bit high. So. Uh, I could I could take all the pieces, the Ingram, the Shepherd, they're fine. I don't want Gallman. I don't want, you know, the running back. So, Daniel Jones, you can go that route. I guess uh, I'd be even more interested in Shepard if, if uh, Latimer's out again. So, and then on the flip side, I don't know if they're going to make a change with Keenum at quarterback or not, but 
Well, it'd be nice to get Haskins in there for a good salary against this Giants defense, which is pretty atrocious, and let him just chunk it to his college teammate McLaren all day. That would be very, very nice. Otherwise, don't want uh, Adrian Peterson or Chris Thompson. I, I think it's McLaren here. Maybe a, sprinkle a little Paul Richardson and just kick back and see who the quarterback's going to be for Washington. Yeah, this, this game, part of it wants – Makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit thinking about it. But then I look at some of the numbers, and both these teams are in the bottom six, uh, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, both bottom ten uh, when you divide up into passing, rushing in either category. They're both in the bottom ten. So I think there's some plays here. I'm still debating with Jones. Are, are we chasing points? We saw Mitchell Trubisky actually have a good game against this team last night. Jones gives you that mobility. So – Derek, Daniel Jones, yes or no? What are we doing there? Yo, Chop, I got to disagree. This is a game of the week right here. Um, yeah, Daniel Jones, I think he's playable. Um, I do think it was kind of a perfect storm, like Chop mentioned last week. But, um, you know, he gives you some rushing upside. Uh, he's got plenty of weapons in the passing game. I like Gallman a little bit more than than you do, Chop. Uh, he's only 4,600, played on every single uh, running back. or He had all the running back snaps uh, after Barkley went down with his injury. I know they were playing from behind, so we didn't have a ton of targets but um they're three-point favorites at home I think that's certainly viable he's probably going to see two-thirds of the work or so in this backfield I like pairing Jones up with Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram uh Shepard ran 42 routes in the slot last week saw 25 percent target share I think that's going to be uh big I think he's going to avoid um Norman in the secondary not that Norman's you know a great match or a bad matchup at this point but uh, I do think Shepard this is the week he breaks out uh, like Ingram as well. So I like all the Giants, and then you can certainly bring it back with the Redskins. They should be trailing in this one. Keenum's under 5K. Uh, they don't have much of a running game to speak of. Peterson just hasn't been able to do much. So you can easily pair him up with McLaurin. Uh, first rookie ever to catch at least five passes and score in each of his first three games. Um, Richardson showed some upside last week at 3,700. Trey Quinn, min salary on DraftKings. So I like this game quite a bit. All right, let's take a look at the spread. All of these spreads totals coming to you directly from the Sharp Side app. Make sure you go and download that. The, the contest for the best handicapper rolls on. Very easy. Swipe right, swipe left. I know you young kids out there know all about that swiping. Us married guys have no idea. So this was new to us. But Sharp Side, all the props, all the lines, all the totals to get you ready. Every sport. Uh, so make sure you go and download that Sharp Side app today. Giants, minus three at home here. 49 is where that total sits, Derek. Uh, Chop mentioned seems a little bit high on that total. I don't know. I think there could be some fireworks here. So I, I don't know I want the total. I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants at home minus three. I think it's going to be 30 to 27 for New York. So give me the over. All right. Over there, Chop, you going with that under? Or do we give me talk the you under into here. a shootout here? No, you didn't talk me into no shootout. Uh, it's going to be under. <laughs> I, I, I'm going under here. I just think uh, – yeah, I think Daniel Jones comes back down to earth a little bit. He, he's, he can still be good. He can still lead them to a win, but I just don't think it's going to be quite that shootout like it was last week. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. We've got four games there in that slate. we got Seattle and Arizona to lead us off, and, and I absolutely love Seattle here. I think there's a variety of ways you can go. I think the only question mark is Chris Carson. You know, the, the fumble, uh, Procise got some work. We'll see if Penny eats into some of that, but – I think there's a variety of ways you can go here. I think Metcalf's an interesting bounce back. And something I never thought I'd say, Derek, give me all the Will Disley this week. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Last week, uh, so frustrating for Carson. We talked about it on the pod saying, you know, he's one fumble away from getting benched, but then Penny was ruled out. So we're like, ah, we don't have to worry about that as much. Uh, and then obviously it was a perfect storm. You know, the Saints got a special team touchdown and then Carson fumbled and they ran that back. So they were down big and uh, we saw a lot of pro size. Uh, I think it's a great spot for Russell Wilson. The three quarterbacks against Arizona so far, Stafford had 32 fantasy points, Lamar had 34, Kyle Allen had 25. So Got to think this is a great spot for Russell Wilson. We know the opponents just get a ton of plays against Arizona. Uh, and yeah, Will Disley, the three tight ends against, uh, the tie, or against the Cardinals so far. Hawkinson had six for 131 and a touchdown. Andrews had eight for 112 and a touchdown. And Olsen had six for 75 and two touchdowns. So I don't know how you don't play Disley this week. I know he's going to be popular, but they just funnel so many targets right over the middle. They just don't even bother to cover tight ends at this point. So yeah, love Disley, love Wilson, and then you could obviously play Lockett and Metcalf uh, as part of like a double, triple stack, whatever you want to do uh, for Seattle. Uh, I will note that Metcalf still has more air yards than Lockett, and he's $1,500 cheaper, so if you want to go that route, don't mind that. On the other side, Murray, you know, he's yet to have a big game, but he's still scored at least 19 fantasy points in every game. Uh, the Seahawks, their secondary is not very good. Uh, they're playing on the road, so maybe this is a spot where he gets going a little bit. Dustin Johnson already has 17 targets through the first three games. We saw Kamara have a big receiving game against Seattle last week. And then Kirk and Fitz, they're just too cheap for, you know, how many targets they're getting. Kirk already has 32. Fitz has 31. They're both, like, in the 5K price range on DraftKings. So, yeah, I love this game. I think you can stack it and, uh, you know, bring it back on both sides. Yeah, agreed. I'm more on the Seattle side of things, but I love the Kirk call. Those targets, uh, really hard to ignore. I've been double-digit fantasy points each and every game uh, this season. So. Chop, you all aboard the Will Disley train, buddy? I think I think you've got to, you know, take every tight end from here moving forward against Arizona and really put them up into that uh, top tier. So, yeah, got to do Disley. I I personally think this is the week DK Metcalf catches a, a monster game here because, I mean, obviously it just didn't shake out in that matchup last week. You wanted that slot guy in that matchup, and that was Tyler Lockett this week. Uh, yeah, this Arizona secondary still beat up. So go DK Mac. DK Metcalf looks good. Man, Chris Carson when he lost that fumble, I know Derek has the numbers for me right about. Like once he lost that fumble, he only got a handful of snaps after that. Oh, the yeah. rest of the game, he was over with for him. So well, and he came in and they put him in on third and one. That was his first snap bag. Didn't get it, and then they went for it on fourth. Didn't get it, and then he was basically done after that. Yeah, he just like I think they've had enough of the fumbling. So moving forward, I just I don't know that I could trust him, even with uh, even if Penny were to be out. But hey, look, if Penny's active in this game, I think that's where I'm going to go. I think that's where we can uh, maybe maybe take a stand right there and get some Rashad Penny. But otherwise, I want to avoid that backfield. Carson's man, I'm going to have to go drop him in my one season long league. I do too. I'm going to have to drop him because he's just he's a waste of space right now. But I'm with you guys on Russell Wilson. Play a little Russell Wilson this week. Uh, I'm higher on Arizona than you guys probably are. I like Kyler Murray. Very, very, very encouraging that he actually took off and ran almost by design last week. Not just on scrambles, but by design. So I was waiting on on uh, Cliff Kingsbury to pull the trigger on Murray running a little bit. He did. So I love Murray this week. I love me some Christian Kirk like you guys. So yeah, I'm, I'm on this game. I, I like this game. I can't believe this game is a lower total than the Giants game. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty weird. Wow. That's, that's too awful defense. At least Seattle can play some defense here. So, uh, real quick on Metcalf, probably my third and wrong last week as far as process goes. 
Uh, you nailed it, Chop. The Saints, you want to target P.J. Williams uh, in the slot there. Uh, so definitely missed on that one. But I do like going back to him this week. I agree with you. Uh, I think anyone that played him last week will, will feel that burn. But 4,800 against this defense, squarely in play here. So let's take a look at the total and the spread in this one. I lost my numbers here. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Seattle. Five, five and 48. There you go. Chop's got my back. So, Chop, thoughts on the spread or the total here? Um, Minus five, man, it's 48. Huge. It's a running theme. Either I'm going to take the under or I'm going to take the home underdog. I'm taking the home underdog here. I just – I can't see I, – I can see Arizona maybe getting beat, but not by five at home. I think this is really the week Arizona pulls off the first outright win. Five feels about right. I will take the over in this one. Nobody wants to bet unders, Chop. Come on. That's not <laughs> – that's, that's Oh, I'm awful. not going under here. I'm going, I'm going Arizona in this you've one. Been, you've been the king of the unders here this week. I, I want to shoot <laughs> I know I Derek, has the, Derek has the numbers here. Derek, how many games in Vegas go under on a yearly basis percentage-wise? I know you got the numbers. Uh, right, it's man. something like 55% or something like that. So, it's make definitely the better just, in the long Yeah, run. you can make a killing just taking Damn unders. the numbers. It ain't fun. I'm not doing it. I'm taking <laughs> hey, the when I was – when I was in my 20s, I used to love to take the overs and sit down and watch them. But as I've matured as a man, I realized you got to make money here. So you got to take some unders. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just not fun. So, Derek, <laughs> give us the numbers. What, what are we betting on here, Seattle or the over-under? Um, yeah, I want the over. Uh, I'm not in my 20s, oh. but give me the over. You're not in your 20s? I wish. I'm 32. Holy. Oh, um, whoa, whoa. hello. Yeah. Low, low 30s there. I man. thought you. I thought you was. I thought you were in your mid twenties, man. Bones are starting to creak when I oh, get up. Oh, welcome no, to the club. Right. <laughs> don't call us OGs for nothing. You can you start getting old and uh, betting unders. Apparently, yeah. I was at, <laughs> just speaking of that. I was. I was. I was at the uh, bank yesterday. I sat down with a lady. Sat there for thirty minutes. When I got to go. When I went to go get up, I let out one of those. Oh, you know, as you get up, because I was sitting there for 30 minutes, I was stiff as a board by then. She goes, are you all right? Hey, lady, come on now. I'm not that old. Oh, um, yeah, that happens to me every time I get up. Uh, it's it's a, it's a, Getting out of bed has become an issue. So, I know there's some 67-year-olds out there saying, damn, you guys, you ain't that old. But here we are. All right, let's get back to the football here. Tampa Bay going to L.A. is our next game. Uh, Tampa Bay obviously took a, a heartbreaker there at home against the Giants. Rams going to Cleveland uh, and get a road win. But now coming home, double-digit favorites here. Uh, Chop, I got I to think the Rams really roll here. Goff at home has been money. A lot of ways you can pair him up. So I think I'm leaning that direction. I will probably sit out on, on Mike Evans. I loved him last week, but I think a lot of people are going to go there. Uh, these Rams corners are legit. So Tampa, I'm pretty much hands off. But Rams, I want that passing game. I'm still sitting on the sidelines with Todd Gurley. So a lot here in this game. Where do you come out here, Bucks and Rams? Okay. So I know a lot of people will say running backs don't matter. Derek, probably in, in that group. Running backs don't matter. But did you know that since Todd Gurley, uh, like I don't know what the word is, he he, he didn't re-injure. His, he, you know, the arthritis developed and he had his uh, – he, he sat out the end of last year since since that time when he was diagnosed with this thing the Rams are a bottom 10 offense in DVOA wow you know so Todd Gurley is the engine that makes this offense go man 
Good shot, bringing the, bringing the stats. Baby. Now, I did make that up, but it sounded good. I, I think we can all – it's the eye test that matters. We can all look at it and see uh, this doesn't look like the same off. Now, come on, it really doesn't look like the same no. offense, right? It just doesn't. So, like, uh, I don't know, man. I, yeah, golf at home, they're going to have to rely on him. I can't play Todd Gurley. I won't play Todd Gurley once this year. So, you got to rely on uh, golf at home, which is fine. Obviously, Cooper Cup has stepped up to be the number one wide receiver in this offense. That's the guy you want, but you just never know when Woods or Cooks might get there. So, you know, this week I'm I'd rank them Cup, Woods, and Cooks. Golf with a big game. On the flip side, Winston playing catch up. Uh, I like Winston more than I like either one of his receivers per se, because I think he can spread it around and and keep pace here. But or maybe it's the O.J. Howard game. Like you said, it's legit cornerbacks. Maybe maybe this is the O.J. Howard breakout game now that I'm looking at it. But can't trust any running backs there for Tampa either. So I think it's a good, solid offensive game. Don't really know where I want to go with Tampa, though. Uh, but with the Rams, I definitely want a piece of golf, and I definitely want a piece of Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, and both these teams are ranked inside the top seven of DVOA. Let's get the actual numbers and the stats here, Chuck. <laughs> I think one of these teams is a fraud, though. I mean, Tampa Bay ranked inside the top seven. This doesn't feel right. And it had some advantageous matchups here. So uh, the Rams ranked fourth. I think that's legit. I would love to go back to Godwin uh, after a down game, but don't want to do that. O.J. Howard's intriguing. Uh, the running back situation, I think Jones is the best option, but – I, I really don't want them here against the Rams at all. So I think there'll be better weeks ahead for this Tampa Bay offense. So, Derek, it's mostly the Rams here. It's it's always trying to rank those receivers. I, I think it's the biggest question mark. And then Gurley, uh, yes or no? Gurley, man, my DFS enemy. Jeez. <laughs> I, I've never for two years, years ago. Yeah, for two years ago, I was fading him every week. You guys were just racking up the money. And then last year, I finally got on board, and he just sucked the second half of the year. Use him as my captain on a Sunday night or whatever it was. And I think he had like 12 yards. Um, yeah, I saw a tweet today. Number one in elusiveness uh, with the minimum of 20 carries, Malcolm Brown this season. Uh, Gurley did you make was like, that up? <laughs> I did not. Um, Gurley was 24-25. Uh, uh, anyway, you can't pay this price for Gurley. I do think the Rams offense should score some points in this one. But I just don't know who to pair golf up with. You know, I think Cooks – Cup is the number one guy, but, you know, Woods and Cooks, just right there with him. So, I don't really love anybody on the Rams as far as, like, forcing them into my lineups. You know, I think you can make a nice game stack there. And then for the Bucks, I'll go back to Chris Godwin. You know, we talked about Mike Evans last week. Luckily, that ended up working out. Um, so, I think Godwin's a play here. You know, he's going to avoid the, the outside cornerbacks for the Rams. Uh, he's $1,100 cheaper than Evans. A lot of people will be off of him, so – uh, give me Godwin. And then just a note, you know, Ronald Jones kind of looks like he's separating himself in that backfield. 121 yards on 15 touches last week. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. All right. We got a 10-point spread here in favor of the Rams, obviously, Derek. 50 and a half on the total. Either of those, uh, either those leans for you. Don't you putting some money down on either of them. Give me the under. Give me the old man under. Oh, boy. This guy. On the under, just just to troll me here, I think. Thirty-two year old old man betting unders. All right, Chop, what do you got here? Minus ten, or are you going under as well? I think Tampa Bay is just good enough to hang within that ten here, so I'm going Tampa. I'm going over shootout, betting all the overs this week like a donkey. So <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. All right, next game, uh, a potential defensive battle here. Uh, NFC North game, Minnesota and Chicago. Minnesota, big win at home. Chicago goes on the road 
uh, and gets things done as well. So, Chop, Minnesota, it's been the Dalvin Cook show. Now going against this Bears defense, do we just keep rolling them out there? Because this dude's looked amazing so far this season. Uh, whew, man, you know, I, I don't think I can – I mean, I don't think I can blame. He's up to 8.3 on DraftKings. This is the – by far the toughest matchup for him this year. This is uh, arguably the best defense in the NFL. I don't think I could pay that kind of money in, on the road for him. But, you know, like, hey, in season long, you got to play him, right? You got to play your studs. So, But in DFS, I don't think I want to do that. Like, we're looking at these afternoon games. Those first two were really good. These next two we're going to cover, really bad. So, man, this is not a game. I'm, I'm, I, just can't, I just can't do it here. Neither one of these sides are very appealing to me at all in this game. So, I'm going to pass it off to you guys. I, I just not, if I'm playing the afternoon slate, this is a game I'm fading, even on a, a little four-gamer. Any interest in the defenses? Because you nailed it. There you I mean, go. The total's at 38. It's not going to be fireworks here. In this two, these teams want to win 17-14, 20-17. So, Bears defense against Kirk yeah. Cousins, I think yeah. that could be intriguing. Yeah, both defenses are probably in play, and especially the Bears. The Bears at home would be the one I would rank above the other one because they're at home. So, yeah, I think both defenses are, are in play for sure. All right, Derek, your thoughts. I think Dalvin Cook's the big name. There's not a lot, you know, Thielen digs. Thielen had a big week last week because of the touchdowns, but those guys have mainly been a disappearing act for this team. Chicago saw Taylor Gabriel score 100 touchdowns last night. So uh, anything here that, that gets you more excited than we are, because uh, besides the Bears' D, I don't know that I can pay that price on Dalvin Cook either, as good as he's been. Yeah, this one's gross. Uh, the offensive coordinator in Minnesota just killing the – fantasy value of this passing attack cousins 10 passing attempts 32 and 21 in the first three games uh so it's hard to play digs hard to play Thielen. you guys talked about you know cook being priced up for a tough matchup on the road against the bears so i'll pass on that as well and yeah i don't trust trubisky uh hasn't thrown for more than 235 yards in a game yet this season can't trust the backfield uh, we saw montgomery get 16 touches against washington but most of them came in the fourth quarter when they were trying to run out the clock so yeah, give me the Bears defense, and that's about it. All right, we mentioned the totals at an ugly 38. Uh, spreads at two and a half for Chicago. I'll take Chicago under field goal at home. Uh, I think these two teams are very evenly matched, so I'll take the home team here with the Bears. Derek, your thoughts? Yep, I agree. I'll take the, the two and a half. Chop, clean sweep, or are you going under? Yeah, man, if, if that thing were to jump up to three, I would take Minnesota, but at two and a half – I think I'm going to take the under here. All right. Like you said, Chop, let's move on to another <laughs> ugly game here to wrap us up. Unfortunately, we get the ugly games at the end, but still want to cover them for you guys because they are on the slate. Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a big win uh, at home, going to Denver here, take on the, the Broncos, been struggling a little bit. So home tilt here, low spread, low total, low enthusiasm for me here on this game. Derek, we'll go to you to finish this thing off. With your Jaguars, find us a play in this game. This this is ugly. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot here, but Gardner Minshew, that guy's winning at life. Uh, what a stud that guy yeah, is. He's a, he is awesome, man. <laughs> Just swag galore. Yeah. Um, I don't want to play him here on the road against Denver, but uh, definitely don't want to play Fournette. You know, I know the offensive line didn't help him last week, but anytime he got touched against the Titans, he was just falling over. Uh, maybe it's a D.D. Westbrook game. Uh, Chris Harris is probably going to follow one of the guys on the outside. So, you know, maybe D.D. gets going in the slot. But 
don't think I want to pay 5,500 for him. Dropped a wide open touchdown last week and just hasn't been able to get anything going this year. And then for the Broncos, I think you could look at Philip Lindsay. You know, he's 5,200. He saw all the work inside the five yard line last week. Uh, finished with 130 yards and a couple touchdowns. So you can maybe look his way, uh, but I don't really love a lot here. And then just depending on who Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow, you can maybe take the other receivers. So if he's on Sutton, you can maybe look at Emmanuel Sanders uh, in the slot at 4,900. What's the Broncos defense here? 2,900. And how the hell is there a Vic Fangio defense that has no interceptions, no sacks, no no nothing? Uh, That's too good of a defense to to have zeros across the board. So I like the Broncos D here, 2,900. I love me some Minshew, but I could see some turnovers going on here. So maybe a pairing Broncos D and one of the running backs. Uh, both guys have been okay. They're splitting pretty much 50-50. Uh, so that, that's the way I would go. The Broncos D intriguing. Chop finishes off here week four, Jacksonville in Denver. Yeah, I'm not going to budge on what I said. If I'm playing this afternoon slate where there's only uh, four games or whatever, I can completely fade these last two and, and load up on the offenses on the other two. So the defense on Denver looks good. Uh, if you're twisting my arm and I got to pick one guy from each side, on the Jacksonville side, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Shark. I think he's, a, he's just a monster, and he looks like he's Minshew's boy. So uh, I'll take a shot on that. And then on the flip side, yeah, I'm with Derek. Maybe, maybe it's Emmanuel Sanders, but for me, maybe this is the Noah Fant game, something crazy, some outrageous touchdown uh, going on there because I don't think either one of these offenses is good enough to just go in there and do what they want against the other defense. All right, ugly total, 38 and a half here, or minus three in favor of Denver. Some juice on the Denver side of things. Chop, last bet for you here. Give me Jacksonville. Jacksonville on the road, plus the points. Joe Flacco, I don't think, is good enough to be a a favor to very many teams anymore. Derek, I know you're taking the points. This has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Jags fan. (laughs) Give me the Jags money line. Ooh. Money line, he's he's Ooh. one up in you there, Chop. So I'll <laughs> I'll take the points here with Jacksonville as well. It's Denver just does not look good. It's, it's looked okay against Green Bay, but just not a good team. I agree, Flacco, uh, absolutely terrible. So Jacksonville for me plus the three. All right, boys, we made it. Uh, I think we're under an hour here this week. Now that we cut one game off, but uh, as always, great to be here. Thank you to everybody for listening. Let's get some final thoughts here, players. Uh, process whatever you guys want to want to finish up with uh Derek let's go to you to wrap us up I was just gonna say roster construction isn't as obvious as it was last week uh you know last week we want to pay up for a lot of the running backs this week you know can't really do that uh no Zeke on the main slate Dalvin seems overpriced uh, McCaffrey kind of a tough matchup so I think it's a good week uh ownership should be pretty spread out so uh yeah pick your favorite game stacks and go from there there you go chop what do you got here final thoughts for week three yeah, well, I think I think now we're in, we're in a point where we can actually start looking back at some uh, stats, and, and it means a little bit more. Three game, I know it's never going to mean a lot in the NFL because the the seasons are so short, but we can at least look back and we can start looking at some of those numbers that are a little bit less skewed than they were after week one or week two. So dig in there a little bit. You know, I don't think there's any way that you uh, you have one cookie cutter build to your lineups every week. You just, you know, you play it by ear. And you, and like Derek said, you, you look at the players and you, and you run with what's best that week. So I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready to get the taste of uh, old Chris Carson out of my mouth this past week and move on. 
There, there you go. Amen. So week four, I meant to say. We are already in week four. Unbelievable. We're almost a month into the season here. Almost a quarter done. That's crazy. We wait so long for it, and it just flies by. <laughs> it just flies by, by, you, by, man. By the time you do your process throughout the week, like, oh, it's Sunday already. Here we go. We're back here on Tuesdays recording, but I love recording the show with you guys. And, again, appreciate all the listeners out there, all the feedback. I know we all love doing the show. Always learn something here. I'll leave you with this. Jacoby Brissett going to win somebody a million bucks this week. Ooh. That's my bold call. Love that spot for Brissett and that Colts offense. So, for Head Chopper, for Notorious, my fellow OGs, I am Beer Sansalu. Best of luck this week, guys. We'll see you right back here covering week five.